We're going, talk, we're going to talk a little bit more about the full armor of God that we heard about in Ephesians chapter 6. So a couple times I'll reread a couple of the verses. But I want to begin by telling you a little bit about one of my daughters who is a registered dietitian. So she's a licensed nutritionist. And um, you would think that uh, that means that she uh, helps people like go on the right diet, eat the right foods so they lose weight and exercise and all of that. But she calls herself an anti-diet dietitian. And now, uh, it's understandable because many of her clients, um, they have eating disorders, they're, y they're young girls, they're going through difficult times. And she's, my, my, my daughter says, well, see, that's because we have a very diet culture in, in, in our country. Everybody thinks they have to avoid certain foods and have, and has to, have to be super skinny. And, um, and she, she says, rather you need to have a good relationship, a healthy relationship with food. That you eat whatever you wanna eat um, because you enjoy it. And that you uh, enjoy having that balanced diet and your lifestyle, sure, you go outside, you do whatever you like to do for exercise, you, you hike, you walk, you, you do whatever you like to do, but, but don't, don't restrict yourself from certain foods, like many diets say. Um, enjoy them, because your body's only gonna crave them later, um, and diets don't work. And I bring that up because sometimes in life, we think the quick fix is gonna work, right? Um, but in most aspects in life, there's a longer term, more healthy solution. And that's true about our spiritual life too. That's true about our walk with God. And it's true about our witnessing, our reaching out to our, our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers with the good news of Jesus. We can try to, you know, study up and do one thing and, and, then, and hope that works. And then if it doesn't, we don't know what to do. Uh, or we can, we can say, you know what, I, my life's a mess. I'll go to church this Sunday and then never go back again. Um, I'll send my children to vacation Bible school and I hope they like it and have fun. And then maybe I won't send them to any kind of church for 10 years. We need to have a longer-term solution when it comes to our, our spiritual life, our spiritual witness, and we, we found one. We've got one right here in Ephesians. So that's what we're going to take a look at today, but the first thing we'll look at um, is who and what is our struggle really against when we want to live out our faith and part of that living of our faith is inviting other people to learn about the good news of Jesus. And the Apostle Paul says here, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Okay. That's who our struggle is not against. It's not against flesh and blood. In other words, people. But sometimes we think it is. Sometimes we think it's our, our really obnoxious neighbor. 
that, that just is not any help at all and they're always, they're always mad at us. Or we think it's a, a boss or a hostile kind of toxic work environment. Or, or we think it's a selfish relative that only thinks about themselves and not the good of the family. We pinpoint people as our enemy, as the problem. But Paul says that's, that's not the problem, not flesh and blood. Rather, it's Satan. It is the spiritual forces of evil, the devil and his demons, coupled with a world that doesn't know and understand Jesus and our own sinful flesh. I heard an illustration recently at the conference I was at last week that I, that I have to share with you, and, and it was written 70 years ago. 70 years ago, someone said, what would it look like if Satan was alive and in control and, and took over the world. And, so, and, and this person said, well, what it would look like is you had a very, very peaceful society. Everybody got along. Everyone followed the rules. There wasn't any crime. And the churches were full, except that in the churches, Jesus wasn't being preached. And, and that's kind of haunting because it... It, it, it lets us know what Satan really wants. We might think Satan wants to ruin my family, my relationships, my finances, my, my future retirement. But what the devil really wants us to do is get along wonderfully apart from God. Be separated from God now and be separated God forever. And he'll use anything he can to try to make that happen. He'll use toxic people in our life. He'll use natural disasters that wipe out our livelihood. He'll use disease. He'll use politics. He'll do anything he can to try to make it so that we do not trust in God's holy word, that we do not trust in God's gracious promises that we think God can't love us anymore. But that's why God sent Jesus into this world to destroy the devil's work. And think about how Jesus did that. Think about what Jesus did to destroy the devil's work. He, he didn't come out here and, and overthrow governments. Jesus did not did not come here and then cast all the evil away in some colony somewhere. What Jesus did is he gave up his life, his perfect life, a, a pure life. We call it his righteousness. In other words, he lived the right way, he thought the right things, and, and, and he said all the right things too, and he didn't say any wrong things. That purity, that perfection, that right way to live is something that then he took and he placed on top of us. He covered us with his righteousness. And then he also took our guilt. That's the other thing he did. He took all of our wrongdoings. All, all of those times when he probably should have helped someone, but we, we, we didn't. We, we came up with excuses. It's not just the things that we have done and not done. It's also things that we've said. You know, we just couldn't zip it and we said something mean and, and we couldn't help ourselves. Or, again, 
It's what we didn't say, a word of kindness, uh, a word of thanksgiving, uh, a word of welcome. And again, even our thoughts, everything that isn't holy, that isn't pure, that isn't admirable, Jesus took on himself and he was crucified and he died and he was buried, but he took all our sins with him and that's where all our sins are, buried, gone forever as Jesus rose. See, God sent Jesus into the world because he knew he could take it. He, he could take his holy life, give it to us. He could take the punishment for our sins and come out on top. And, and Jesus did. And that's our eternal solution. That's our long-term eternal solution in our relationship with God is that he loves us. He redeemed us. We're his forever and ever and ever. And he did that for everyone else. And for us and for everyone else, he's given us equipment. He's given us tools. He's given us armor even to put on and wear so that we can live and stand firm in the saving faith, but also share that with others. Just, just listen again to the Apostle Paul's word. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. It, it, it might be that in most things in life, if we're going to be able to stay strong, we've got to do that on our own. Well, like I said before, you've got you to eat you know, the right things. You've got to work out the right way. And then you're strong enough to, to finish that triathlon you entered. Or, or, or when it comes to work, you, you, you just got to grind it out. You've got to work weekends sometimes. You have to get that project done. When it comes to our relationship with God, though, we need help. We can't do it on our own. We need to look to God and say, you need to give us the right equipment. We're not strong enough to take on the devil's schemes. The devil is tricky. His arrows come in hot and... And he knows our weak spots. So we put on the full armor of God, and then we can go out and reach out and share our faith. Now, what, is that, what does that armor of God look like? Such a good description. i got to read it again. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. What a, what a wonderful display, right? But, but it's not one of those displays that you go to at a museum and you take a look at and go, oh yeah, that's what soldiers used to, used to use in, in battles. It's not some Civil War reenactment either. The, the battle's real. The, the Satan is scheming. But the victory's already been won. So we put on the, the belt of truth. The devil is the father of lies. And the devil's lies are good. I mean, he's good at it anyway. And it's appealing and it's popular. But all lies eventually fall apart. But, but think about putting on the belt of, 
of God's truth. You, you have now put on the truth of God's love in Jesus. You're, you're wearing that. And, and his word is true. And that's going to last. And, that, and that's going to be something that you can wear and know that you're strong with. And then, of course, you have the breastplate of righteousness. We talked about righteousness before. So, so you got that covering you as well. The righteousness of Christ, the right way to act. And so, you know, when you want to get angry, when you want to be arrogant, when you want to point the finger and be accusatory, instead, you're wearing the righteousness of Christ. And that's compassion, and that's kindness, and that's gentleness, and that's humility. And then there is the boots, the, the footwear, the feet that are fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. That's, that's walking through life at peace with God. You don't, you don't go through life going, oh, I better do this, God's going to be angry with me. You don't go through life going, I'm afraid of that person. You're at peace with God, and you're at peace with everyone else as well. And you approach life that way, like, like everyone's your friend, otherwise no one's ever going to be your friend because you are walking with the boots of peace. Then there's the shield of faith. We talked about the devil's arrows, his many schemes. He knows our weak points. He's going to go for them every single time, but we're wearing the shield of faith, and we can knock every one of them down. The, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, again, this is putting on victory. This is something that we know has already been done. It's accomplished. When Jesus said, it is finished on the cross, and then rose again three days later. And these are things that need to be put on every single day. There's no short-term fix. No, no pill that you can pop, and now I'm, I'm okay for the next 70, 80 years of my life. We, we put on the word of God. And the sacraments, like baptism, something that every day we wake up and go, I'm washed clean, I'm a child of God. This is my heavenly father, of course he's, he's perfect. He's going to take care of me. We put on uh, the, the, the very body and blood of Jesus that we receive in his sacrament. It's not just some ceremony, it's, it, it's something we, we know we need. It, it fills our spiritual hunger and it makes us strong. We put these things on through daily devotions and prayer and studying his word. And we put these things on every single day and we're strong and we can go hard and we can reach a friend that, that we were previously afraid to talk to about Jesus. We can talk to our neighbor about something other than sports. Uh, even though the Braves won, and that's a good thing to talk about. We, we can talk um, to that coworker that isn't even very nice to us and, and tell them there's peace in knowing Jesus because we're wearing these things. We're wearing protection. We can go fast. We can go hard reaching out. So I should listen to my daughter a little bit more and have a healthy relationship with food. And, and, and sometimes I do that and sometimes I have a, a quick fast relationship at a fast food restaurant or, or I like too much 
you know, that's, that's not healthy either, or, or sometimes I skip meals. I, sh- I should listen to her and just have as a part of my lifestyle exercise instead of just, I think I can squeeze it in on Wednesday. Uh, and when it comes to our, our spiritual life, though, then we, then we listen to God and his word and his promises and his love. Because when we do that, we can put on the full armor of God. Twice we were told in those verses, put it on. Put it on continually. And then we were told three times so that we can stand. So that we can stand up to the devil and his schemes. So that we can stand firm in our faith. And so that we can stand forever with our Lord. Amen.